0: Word of mouth feels great, doesn't it? It feels great when people recommend us. And when we say to people that, yeah, I just get all my clients through word of mouth, it makes us look even better to clients and it builds trust. But there are people who I know word of mouth really works for and they will never change that. You know, they they really feel they do not need to market. But although that might be the case for a few people, and I will emphasize it's a few people, the way I see it is that if the big brands like Apple, for as long as they continue to market and advertise, then little old me certainly needs to continue marketing and advertising as well. And in this episode, I'm going to be making a case for it. I'm going to be talking about why it can be a dangerous strategy to just rely on word of mouth. And I'll be giving you some marketing advice if that's what you want to get started. Welcome to the Upgrade Your Education Business podcast. I'm your host, Samantha. Thank you so much for tuning in today, and I hope that you find this episode useful. If you're new to this podcast, each week I share fluff-free, actionable ideas tailored to education businesses that you can mould to suit your needs. And finally, if you enjoy listening to the podcast, it would mean the world to me if you could leave a review on iTunes or follow and subscribe on whichever platform you choose. Thank you once again for tuning in. The thing that really made me want to create this episode is because recently I've been meeting far too many business owners who have for years relied on word of mouth. And now they're in a situation where either their personal circumstances or the fact that they want to launch something new has made them stuck because they don't have an audience to market them to. They are now limited by the word of mouth style of marketing, shall we say. And so I want to talk about what you can do instead of just relying on word of mouth. Word of mouth is, of course, brilliant. When someone makes a recommendation, you kind of fast track through that trust process. But in my opinion, even if you're fully booked, you need to keep that marketing trickling through. Now, marketing and advertising are two different things. Advertising is when you are saying to someone, buy this, buy this, buy this. Marketing is when you're kind of orchestrating the whole process. It's where you're building trust. You're getting to know people. You're building relationships that leads to things like sales. Marketing leads to getting recommendations as well. I've been recommended by tutors who I've never met because they've seen my marketing. So marketing and word of mouth, they can actually go really hand in hand. And you don't just have to rely on people who are your clients to spread the word. Now, the way I like to think about marketing is you need to keep that little flame alight. You know that, you know, on your gas cooker, if you have a gas cooker, you know, that big ring that tends to be at the back, it can be a bit annoying. Sometimes you have to click that spark button a few times for it to work. Or is that just me? Have I had really bad luck with gas cookers? If we just speak metaphorically, if you keep that flame on, even really low, it's much easier to just turn up the heat when you need it and turn it down when you don't. So when I think about marketing... I don't think about the here and the now. I think about the future. Marketing is an investment in your future. So let me tell you why marketing is so important and why word of mouth could be limiting. Let's say that right now, everything's going really well. You're really happy with everything's going. But later on, for one reason or another, you might decide to launch something new in your business. You might decide to grow it, scale it, create passive income streams. Now, in those sorts of situations, word of mouth won't harness a big enough audience for you to be able to do that in a way that makes you enough money. If you think about passive income streams as an example, say you're selling resources, individual resources aren't that expensive. You can't sell one resource for let's say £500 and expect that to make loads of sales. So when you're talking about these kinds of things you have to rely on getting more people through the door. Now that's a lot easier to do when you've already created an audience that's filled with people who you've never met rather than just relying on people who you already work with. If you're already working with people they may not need that new thing that you're launching. Maybe that new thing is for the people who aren't quite a fit for whatever reason with what you currently offer. So once again, if you're launching something, you're just turning up the heat. That's all you have to do. If you've kept that trickle of marketing going, if you've kept that flame alight. But also, we simply don't know what life has in store for us. None of us know. For example, I was having a conversation with someone in a Facebook group just earlier today and he was in crisis because life circumstances has meant that he can now work a maximum of three to four days a week for his tutoring business. And you could tell that he was panicking because he was asking about all these questions about, you know, can anyone help me sell resources, hire tutors? Shall I run courses, run workshops? Can someone help me? I need to earn more money, but I can't give any more time. He wanted to throw everything at it. And I was looking at some of the comments and all of them were answering his questions on how to sell resources and giving him ideas. But I took a moment and I thought, hang on a second, I tutor three days a week I tutor about three to four, maximum four hours a day, and I earn a really healthy income through it. So I thought, okay, why isn't he earning enough with three to four days? So I commented and asked him to pause for a moment and maybe consider something like his pricing. And he responded saying that he had hit a ceiling based on where he lived So naturally, I thought, okay, he must be a face to face tutor, but I thought I'd check anyway. So I asked him, are you an online tutor or face to face? And he said online. But he said he had relied on word of mouth, and all his clients are where he lives, and he's hit a ceiling with how much he can charge. So I'll return to what I said, I'll circle back. Marketing is an investment in your future. Because you can't predict what personal circumstances are going to mean that everything has to change for you. I'll tell you a nice little circle that actually happened in my business. In 2020, during lockdown, you may have heard me tell you this story. I lost half of my business. I lost them in about 45 minutes because the GCSEs got cancelled. My husband also just got the news he was going to be made redundant. So I was having a bit of a meltdown, to be honest. I didn't have upgrade your education business. That was my sole income. But I recovered in 24 hours and it was through my waiting list but also I turned up the heat on my marketing which I had already been doing consistently for so long and I didn't just recover in 24 hours, I was actually in a position where I had more students now which I took intentionally because my husband was going to be out of a job soon. Now here's a really nice thing that happened during that time, I started with a new student. She was lovely and she only needed me for a short period of time because her exam was coming up. Now, three years later, that parent, we haven't been in touch, but three years later, that parent has returned and now I'm teaching her son. In fact, he starts with me tomorrow and he's going to be with me for at least two years. Now, who who knew? I didn't know the pandemic was going to happen. I didn't know I was going to lose half of my business. I didn't know I was going to recover. And I didn't know that that investment I have been making in just keeping that marketing going was going to mean that I was going to end up teaching a sibling of someone who I met three years ago. And that is why marketing is such an investment. You don't know what's going to happen and you don't know who's watching and who will think of you when they need someone like you. We just don't know what position people are in. Maybe they're seeing our content, but they don't need us right now. But when they do, at least they'll think of us. But they'll only think of us if we stay on their radar. So these are real stories. I'm not telling you stuff I've regurgitated from a textbook. I have proof that this stuff works. And that's why I'm trying to shout it from the rooftops. So if you don't rely on word of mouth, what can you rely on? Well, if you're thinking about marketing and if you're a real beginner Even if you're not and you're finding it overwhelming, let me tell you, it doesn't have to be overwhelming. Marketing doesn't need to mean that you're on every single social media platform, you have email marketing in place, you have a YouTube channel and so on. In fact, this morning I did a Hivemind meeting, one of our group coaching sessions in the Mastermind and I said to everyone that today we're covering email marketing but If you're not in a position to start it yet, that's fine. You can use these principles on your social media marketing, on somewhere else, or you can simply use the session to plan your email marketing for the future and you can do it when you're ready. So you don't have to have all these different moving parts for marketing to be successful. Instead, what I would say is start with the one thing that's likely to get you connected with your potential clients. Here's a question to ask yourself if you're trying to choose what social media platform, for example, you should be on. Ask yourself, where does my potential clients tend to ask for recommendations and advice with, for services and products like yours? That is the place that you want to be because you know they'll be in the right mindset to actually buy from you. It's not just where they're hanging out, but they're actually looking for recommendations. So learn about your audience. You have to do this to learn about your audience. For instance, when I want students, I know exactly what kind of content to publish that will get me a couple of inquiries that very same day. But I only know that because I've been doing it for about six years consistently. And so I've learnt how my audience responds to different kinds of content. Now, I'm purposely not telling you what that kind of content is because I don't want to limit you. You have to experiment. You have to find out what your audience responds to. So you can keep your marketing strategy really lean and it doesn't have to be overwhelming for it to work. Remember, it's about keeping that flame alight so that you can simply turn up the heat when you need it, turn it down when you need it. And don't worry if you're just getting started with understanding the inner workings of every single platform. If you're on social media, you don't need to understand the algorithm and you don't need to know everything in loads of deep detail to get started. You just need to get started. You may have heard me say this before. The three stages I think to gaining momentum with anything is to get started, then you get good, and then you can get intentional. So the priority has got to be to just get started that's how you get the ball rolling, that's how you start learning about your audience. So I've shared a bit about how marketing and keeping that consistent is a great way of investing in the future of your business to make sure that you can cope with uncertainty or you can cope with growth ideas. But if you're thinking, okay, that's great, I understand all of that, but when I'm on these platforms, what do I actually write about? What do I say? Firstly, let me tell you, you're not alone. That is probably the phrase I hear the most. So let me share three things that can be your guiding principles on what you can actually post. The first thing is think about giving people value. Now, I'm not saying just help people, keep helping people for free. Help people in a way that shows your expertise. So how can you do that? Well, a great way is to give people a micro win. If someone learns something from a short piece of content that you have produced, then they're aware that they have to pay for it. I mean, you're listening to this podcast episode, you know this is a freebie and you know if you need more, you have to pay for it and that's your choice. But if you give people that micro win then you're building trust. Now, if you really want to show your expertise, something to be mindful of is don't share generic stuff. So if I was talking about creative writing, then I wouldn't spend loads of time saying show, don't tell, show, don't tell, because that's everywhere. Everyone talks about showing, not telling. Now, they talk about it because it's a really useful principle. But I know that my students and my audience have probably heard that loads from their teachers anyway. So instead, I try and think of something that's a bit more creative, something that I can come up with because I'm an educator, not because I've Googled it. So that's number one, share value in a way that shows your expertise, so you build trust. The second thing is to sell. Don't be afraid of selling because if you want to help people, you can only keep helping them further if you actually tell them what you offer, how you can help, why they need it and how they can get started. And the third thing is to build trust. So when you're specifically focusing on building trust, a great way is to share testimonials from clients. And when you're sharing them, talk about the transformation, talk about the work you did with that client, Rather than just sharing it with love hearts and saying how warm and fluffy it makes you feel. It does. I mean, right now behind me, I've got this lovely card that one of my students wrote for me and I keep it there because whenever I need a pick me up, I read it. So, yeah, testimonials make us feel great, but your audience don't care. That's not what they're interested in. Your marketing isn't about you. It's about your audience. So tell them what work you did with that client. What impact did you make? What position were they in when they started working with you? And what does this testimonial prove about the impact that you make when you work with people? Another way to build trust is to invite people to speak to you. You may have heard me say this whenever I've talked about anything that I offer. I just encourage everyone to book a discovery call with me. It's an investment of my time but it's really worthwhile because it means I get to meet people. Now if you're thinking okay I get that, I still get that, but I don't know what to write about. I'm still none the wiser about what to actually write when I'm sitting there in front of the computer. So what I'm going to say is to grab my 100 content prompts. 50 of them are designed for you to make connections with your audience and 50 of them are for you to make sales. It's exactly what I've been talking about, but this time I'm giving you your first line prompt. I'm then fleshing it out with some ideas of how you can continue that prompt. And I'm giving you possible calls to action, things to ask people to do. And these are suitable whether it's for social media, if you've got a podcast, if you're writing a blog, it's suitable for any kind of content because it's up to you how you mould them. So the link for that is in the show notes and I promise you that it will be a game changer. So I'm going to wrap up with a really quick summary. Word of mouth is great. And if you have built your business and continue to maintain your business on word of mouth, firstly, congratulations. And I genuinely mean that because doing that is no mean feat. It's really hard to do to have that kind of reputation where you can solidly rely on it for your business. But if you're in a situation where you do get word of mouth, but you're thinking, I don't know whether this is going to be enough, if you agree that marketing is something that invests in your future, then The kind of things you want to be doing is choosing platforms or content platforms like podcasts, not just social media platforms, YouTube, whatever it might be, but choosing platforms that you know your clients are going to find. They're going to actively seek or somewhere where they're going to look for recommendations. And that leads me to the fact that marketing doesn't have to be overwhelming. For my tuition business, when I say I only use Facebook, that really is all I use. Okay, actually, I have about three videos on my YouTube channel for upgrade your education business. I have lots of different moving parts. I have a podcast. I have Instagram, LinkedIn. I use more. So it really depends on where you're at, what you have the capacity to do. But prioritise that one thing that's going to get you connected with potential students. When you're thinking about what to write, lead with value. Don't just give away freebies because you don't want to just keep helping people for free to the point where they feel like they don't need you give value in a way that gives them a micro win. So it does make an impact, but it really shows off your expertise. So make sure whatever you're talking about isn't generic. It's something that you're talking about because you have the specific qualification and or expertise that you have. The second thing is to actually sell. When you're having conversations with people, when you're building trust and giving value, selling comes very naturally because naturally people want to know how you can help them further. So tell them, tell them what you offer, tell them what action they need to take to carry on working with you and then build trust. Show why people should believe that you're as good as you say you are. Show things like testimonials. And finally, this is the sentiment I'm going to leave you on. In my view, the principle to gain momentum with absolutely anything comes in three stages. Get started, then get good, then get intentional. You can't get good until you get started and you can't get intentional until you've got good. So remember those steps. Don't put pressure on yourself to get it all perfect and all right from day one. Just get started. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you think someone would find this useful, please share it with them. It helps me help more people. And as always, thank you for giving me your time and you'll hear from me next week. Would you like to take this discussion further? Perhaps you have some questions or you'd like more ideas on tailoring your business. If so, book a free discovery call through the link in the show notes.